Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also, going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non sports sports wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric Franson, A.J. Salveson on a Tuesday. Sun is shining, beautiful weather, and we're talking about sports. It's hard to think about anything better. And I got Reese's peanut butter cup sitting here too. God, I wonder what my pick six from two weeks two weeks ago is like. I wonder what I got. It's gonna be an awesome gift. Sure as fetch hope so. <laughs> it'll be your it'll be a, your favorite pie. Oh, I still need to go get my tree certificate. Dang it. Oh. Yeah. I keep forgetting. I do I'm a little busy right now. I'm trying to Catch up with everything and get stuff done and yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'll go pick. I'll go pick that up. I'm excited. I love real Christmas trees. I hate Christmas, just, but I love Christmas trees. Waiting on you to go get it. They're just holding on to it. Hate Christmas trees out. or I hate Christmas. Um. Hi, Eric. You good? Everything all right? Yeah. Hey, what was the voicemail you left me today? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? What was that voicemail? I just left you voicemail wondering if you were where you were at. Really? I was concerned about you. You were concerned about me, huh? Yeah. Can you hear that? No. Come on. I don't hear anything. Are you supposed Are you trying to play it back? Am I going to see your face? <laughs> or are you not coming in? You're scared. <laughs> you should be scared. You should be very afraid. What in the <laughs> world? I, you know, I don't know your schedule anymore. What is your name? <laughs> I don't know if you're you're here one day, you're gone the next. Oh, I hadn't so, seen you yet, so, hadn't heard so from this, you. So this is I need to is. talk to you about some stuff. So so you play me this weird voicemail. Are you coming in today? <laughs> Am I going to see your face? Or are you not coming in? You scared should be scared. What? You should be very afraid. That is totally just messed up, man. That is so messed up. You called me right back. It worked. Mr. Franson, if you're listening, that is my co-host. That is who I got to do a show with. That's who I got to work with, man. Oh, come on. Hey, uh, I was just reading through some of the text messages that we got yesterday, our, our Gil Morgan's text line, which is, it, by the way, it's open right now, 435-339-0321 to text in. I, I love this. 8945 texted in and said that 
The display in the LA Bowl was designed and made in Logan. Yeah, I watched the video on that after got off the show and Is it pretty it, cool? It's so cool. Is yeah. it? Oh, that's awesome. They call it an infinity screen. Uh, it's massive. Uh, it's inside of uh, SoFi Stadium. And, uh, yeah, put together here. You're um, Logan. By the way, I've got kind of the itinerary next week for the team in L.A. Uh, for Utah State. Uh, it's a very busy schedule. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot they're going to be doing. They'll be very busy. I mean, there's there's not a lot of downtime. There's a lot of fun time. There's just not a lot of downtime, like where you're sitting in your hotel room, which is probably a good thing. But a, a lot of great opportunities for Utah State football coming up. I, I think the, they'll enjoy the festivities and the hospitality that they'll get from the L.A. Bowl uh, committee. That, that's going to be awesome. Uh, look, I've some people have kind of been trying to downplay this bowl. I, I think it's cool. I think it has some neat opportunities. Yeah, can you tell me, try to play the devil advocate for me, Eric. Why would you try to downplay this bowl? Can you think of a reason? I I can't. Maybe some people think it's cheesy that Jimmy Kimmel's attached to it. I don't know. Jimmy. What other bowl? He's one of the most popular late night show hosts, and I don't think Is the Arizona Bowl going to get you as much attention as the. Yeah. Being on the Jimmy Kimmel show? We should be jealous, guys, that our game is not going to be streamed by Barstool Sports. We should be absolutely heartbroken about that right now. I hope we can get that fixed so we can go to Arizona on December 31st. No. Like, this game is before Christmas. Uh, Kids will get to go home, like, after the game. So, usually after the game on, usually after bowl games, coaches will take separate flights. They'll go out and start recruiting for the last couple days before the holiday season. Players will go home with their families. They'll take, you know, flights or whatever out to go home with their moms and dads. Oh, hi. Oh man, this kind of creeped me out. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> what? Sorry. Um, you like totally lost your train of thought right there. Yeah, I would just—I mean, you're like smiling and that creepy smile of yours and waving at somebody. Was it I was creepy? like, "Do you want me to play the voicemail again?" Because okay, I, the voicemail may have been a little creepy. Yes, but the smile wasn't creepy. Anyways, Eric. So I, I so I don't I don't get it. Like I received a few messages after the announcement. And from a few different people, either I saw on, on social media or somebody sent me a text. Okay, like, I don't, I don't get it. Why, why are people downplaying this? It, they shouldn't. This it, is this is a fun bowl game. This is a great opportunity. It's an awesome opportunity. I'm thrilled for Utah State. I'm thrilled that they're able to be a part of this. Um, it's the inaugural bowl too, so you know they're going to make it a big deal because it's the first time they've ever had a college bowl game inside of the stadium. It is going to be a big deal. It's on ABC. And I'm not a, I'm not allowed to announce the broadcast crew that's gonna be broadcasting the game on on the air. Even the broadcast crew is awesome. Like they killed it with this one. This is gonna be big. Yeah, I, I think there's really neat activities leading up to it. I think there's more attention that's gonna be on this and another bowl. Uh, it, a lot of other bowls that the Mountain West has ties to, and I think it's a decent opponent too. I mean, look at uh, it's one of the best opponents. Considering it's a Pac-12 team who had a successful year, who's got some momentum on their side, yep. they've got some excitement building in their program. Uh, Blake Anderson on Sunday in the uh, media availability once the uh, bowl attendees were announced, kind of uh, talked a little bit about what his week is going to, what his team's week is oh, going to yeah. be like leading up to uh, the bowl, and it's. It's a crazy, crazy time. It is. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, too, but it's the early signing period going on right now. Yeah. 
and you're trying to prepare for a bowl game. So it's right on top of each other. But Blake Anderson tried to make sense of what the next few weeks is going to look like for his team. You know, with the extra week this past week preparing for the championship game, uh, our guys really have not had any break at all. We've got finals coming up as well. And our staff has not been able to recruit on the road. So I actually get on a plane here uh, about 30 minutes after this is over. And we'll be we'll be on the road for the next four days trying to uh, finish up recruiting. And our guys will lift and run with our staff uh, and try to really just try to heal their bodies up from a physical finish to the season. Uh, we'll, we'll start working on those guys next weekend. Um, probably be a lot like a normal game week for us would be in season. Um, so I mean, and that, that, that we don't have enough bodies really to do any kind of spring football training anyway. So it's going to be about just getting them healthy and fresh and excited about going and enjoying the bowl opportunities, but, and then trying to find a way to get number 11. But it, um, the early start is good in the sense that you get all the momentum of the season. You're the first game out. It does not allow for a lot of extra. And we've got to cram early signing day in there the Wednesday after we get to uh, L.A. anyway. So there's a lot going on for staff and players in a short period of time. Maybe a good thing. You know, distractions and, and energy all kind of rolling into the game. Maybe been one of the best things that happened to us. Not a lot of time to think about anything else. Now, there will be a presser next Tuesday night with both teams, uh, Oregon State and Utah State. Chance for media to ask questions. One thing I want to ask him, Eric, is how do you, like, with this team, this is like a major bowl game. ABC on a Saturday after, Saturday evening, this is a big-time bowl game. And the question I have for the for Coach Anderson and even for you and our listeners, again, 435-339-0321, are the distractions going to be too much, Eric? The festivities, Jimmy Kimmel show and media and such, is it going to be too much of a – are you concerned about that at all? No, I'm not. Really? I'm not. Look, these. this is a team that um, I, I appreciate how Coach Anderson – kind of framed this, and I think that's the right way to, to do it, that this is close enough to the end of the regular season where we can keep momentum, we can keep routines, we can yeah. keep people focused. It's like a bye week this week and a game next week. Right, because if it's if it's December 31st, oh. like you're shutting down, you're out, coaches are out recruiting, players may be going home, you got Christmas, you got finals, and then you have to kind of rev it back up again to get ready for your bowl game. Um, and so that would be that could be a challenge. So there may be a kind of a silver lining here in the timing of it. But look, no matter what bowl you go to, there are festivities, there are activities, there are doing different like service opportunities in the community that happen. This happens at every bowl game. But Utah State's been going to bowls what nine out of the last eleven years. Yeah, and but- this is like routine that there's something. There are <clears throat> activities. All the time, but nothing, up to it. but nothing like this though. Nothing like the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, like on ABC and and you and in L.A. in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, they're gonna be staying in L.A. at this fancy hotel, and uh, and you've got all this stuff going on left and right. Like honestly, when we went to the Frisco Bowl, Eric, in was that nineteen? Gary's first year, year in the second term, right? Nineteen. Yep. There wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, and it was it wasn't really if I can be respectful, it wasn't well designed either by the Frisco Bowl committee. And you and you're playing a game inside of a soccer stadium and such and the 
crowd was okay, but in regards to festivities and activities, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, but and and you've you've had bowl games on what uh, what ESPN I believe, but this is a bowl game on and I I know I say over and over again, but on ABC at five thirty. Uh, against a P5 team in a, in this Bulls' first ever bowl game at this stadium, first college football game I believe at this stadium, and it's and it's happening there, and it's just there's a lot going on, and it's it's doing this and this and this and this and then boom, let's kick off, let's play football. Yeah, but you know what? That's if you're gonna play big time football, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you go to big bowl games, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So you have to be able to compartmentalize, be able to focus on football when it's time to focus on football, and then enjoy the festivities when it's time to enjoy festivities. Five three three, Eric. When is the last time the Aggies played three games in one season on national OTA network television? What does OTA mean? Uh, over the air. So not uh, not cable, but... A network station. So, so they've had two games on Fox and one on CBS? Yeah. Or or will this... No. They've no, had one game, one game on, on Fox, Fox one, one game on CBS, on CBS one and on this ABC. one will be on ABC. I can't think of a time when Utah State's uh, done I don't that. think... Yeah. I don't think we've had that ever. No. I, I can't think of a time. It's crazy. That's so Because the Boise State game was on CBS. Yeah. The... Uh, Mountain West Conference Championship game against San Diego State was on Fox, and then the bowl game will be on ABC. When is the last time the Aggies played on ABC? I want to say they played against a P5 team on the road. Yeah, they've played on ABC before. I can't remember. what Was it against Oregon? Oh, it's been more recent than that. Oh, it has? I think. I can't remember the last time they played on ABC. So that'd be... Quicker than Nebraska. Mm, that early. might be right. 2197 says USC. The USC game with oh, Chucky yeah. Keaton. Was that Chucky Keaton? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, it might have been USC. Boy, they, they did not play a good game that one either. Defense oh. was great. If, offense yeah, was defense a nightmare. Yeah, defense was there. Offense struggled. Jeez. Offense was really, 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 really bad. Yeah, uh, look, I'm excited for the Aggies. I'm excited to you know see what this place looks like, what SoFi Stadium looks like, and I'm excited to see what how the Aggies handle everything because I don't know what like because they've got to have practice time. I'm sure at some point. Sure. Yeah, they'll have walkthroughs in the stadium. They'll yeah. Get comfortable get with sidelines. Yeah. And, and all that. They'll have opportunities. They'll have some other fields where they'll be able to practice. I don't know if it's the. Rams or Chargers practice facility. Or, so I don't know where, where some other high school or local college. I don't know, but they'll be somewhere else outside of the stadium where they'll be able to do practices. Oh yeah, absolutely, as they should. And I think in Frisco they didn't have that. I can't remember where they practiced that. Now the Cowboys practice facility in Frisco was right behind us, but the Cowboys were using that, and so we weren't able to use it. Um, yeah, it'll be nice because from what I've been told, and this is just what I've been told, the Rams and Chargers practice facilities will be open to both teams. So one will use one and the other will use Chargers. Mm. You know, So they'll both be open for the teams to be able to use and, and uh, they'll accommodate them, which is really cool. Yeah, really cool. That's what they need to. Access to facilities like that is crazy. No big deal, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, come on, this bull isn't a big deal, right? I mean, this bull is not that good. It's the L.A. bull. We should have been playing in the 
What's what's the bowl? The Independence Bowl with BYU. That would have been better. <laughs> it's a third place conference God, USA. Unreal. Um, but yeah, this is this is exciting for the IEs. I look forward to seeing this thing and seeing how it rolls. So um, well, that means I think we're working on an expanded pregame. Oh, for the cool! Bowl. I, I we're, don't want to reveal too much because nope. still got to fine tune a few things. Yep. But really excited for December eighteenth. And what we'll be able to do. That'll be sweet. So, so and you'll be, be in pregame though, right? Craig, Ryan, Al, I'll be there for pregame. I'm hoping. Uh, that's what we're working. Sweet. On. That's awesome. That'll be really cool to hear you, you all on there. Um, and just to break down Oregon State too. I, I've got a couple of uh, guys from Oregon State who will hop on this, uh, our show with us. We'll we'll put times and schedules together so they're able to hop on and um, working on a national college football rider. Hopefully, we'll get that. Hopefully, get that settled in too as well. To, Break down the bull games in Oregon State, obviously, and who Oregon State is, and you know how good of a football team they are. So look forward to that, and we'll see how this goes uh, <laughs> next Saturday. Speaking of college, or speaking of Utah State football, uh, today the uh, Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year finalists were announced for college football. Mm-hmm. There are thirteen finalists. Three of those thirteen are college football coaches in the state of Utah. Kalani Sataki, Kyle Winningham, and Blake Anderson. You know who's not on that list? I'm gonna guess can I guess? Brady Hoke. <laughs> Brady Hoke is not on that list. What does no. that what does that tell you? How stupid if you're the Mount West Conference and you're seeing all this stuff come out, how stupid do you feel? I know. How well, dumb do you feel right now? And then just the other day it was the uh what AFCA American Yeah, Football Region Coaches, Five Coach of the Year. Region five, which does include it's San Diego State. San Diego State. Like yeah, if, if you're the Mount West, you're like, what the fetch, guys? By the way, congratulations to Kyle Whittingham as well. Uh he was named Pac twelve coach of the year. Look, what the Utes have been through in two tragedies in two seasons. Um, and being able to help his team rise above the heap, be, win the conference championship, beat Oregon twice in three weeks. <laughs> I know. And they throttled him twice in three weeks, and now we're in the Rose Bowl, says volumes about Kyle Whittingham as a coach. Yes. And I could not be more happy for him, and I hope, I hope he gets to go out on top as a Rose Bowl champion. He'll be... Uh, he'll be the only coach in the state of Utah in its football history to be able to win two New Year's Six Bowl games. Uh, and they'd be the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl, Eric. Are you kidding me? I know. Isn't that amazing? And he was an assistant for the Fiesta Bowl. That's true. That's true. Uh, the other finalists uh, include former Aggie coordinator Dave Aranda. He's probably going to finish in the top three. At Baylor. Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. Oh, jeez. Thomas Hammock at Northern Illinois, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. If I were a wagering man, I'd probably put my money on Harbaugh winning it. Really? Uh, Bill Napier at Louisiana, Pat Narduzzi at Pittsburgh, Nick Saban at Alabama, as we mentioned, Kalani Sataki at BYU, Kirby Smart at Georgia, Jeff Trailer at UT San Antonio, Mel Tucker at Michigan State, and Kyle Whittingham at Utah. Okay, so give me... Give me your three fi- – I mean, how many finalists are there? Do you know? Well, th- so well, there's 13 finalists. Oh, sorry. But um, 
And then they just pick one out of those the three? The recipient you- will be announced on Monday, December 20th. So they got to pick one out of those 13? Yes. Oh, okay, give me your top three candidates to win that award. Uh, as I mentioned, Harbaugh, number one. Okay. They had a big turnaround from one year to the next and consider where they're ranked now at the end of the season. Okay. Um, Luke Fickle will probably get a lot of attention just because of G5 school, what he's been able to accomplish. Undefeated season. And I would put Blake Anderson in there at number three. What? Really? Yeah. Because the turnaround like happened it. at Utah State. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, I'm going to go Dave Aranda at one. To go from two and whatever to Big 12 champs this year is impressive. I'm going to say okay. Dave Aranda one. It's fair. Luke Fickle will be two. Like you said, G5 team makes the playoff. Historic season for them. I've got him at number two. At number three, I'm going to say Kyle Whittingham. I mean, again, takes two tragedies. You know, and and puts the team in a Rose Bowl appearance, their first Rose Bowl appearance ever in school history. Uh, and it's a second Coach of the Year award in the Pac-12. He got it in 19 as well. But I, I think what Kyle Whittingham's done, despite the adversity, is incredible. And I, I like Kyle at number three. Uh, who votes on this? Who decides this? Isn't it a, isn't it a uh, coach's uh, vote? Football Writers Association okay. of America. All right. I guess it wouldn't be a yeah, it wouldn't be a football vote. Never mind. Uh, but that's awesome. That's that's pretty impressive to have three coaches from the state of Utah. Uh, USU's nine game improvement from last year to this year is tied with Baylor and Northern Illinois. Michigan had a uh, a biggest turnaround. They were two and four in 2020, and they're 12 and one this season, which was the second best turnaround. Uh, in the country. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, I- impressive recognition that's absolutely deserved to Blake Anderson and his coaching staff uh, for what they're able to do. Uh, what did you think? I mean, there's 13 that were announced. Who do you think should win it? Uh, who would be your three, your, your top three? Yeah. Uh, on that list. Four three five three three nine zero three two one to weigh in here on the full court press. Uh, Ajay also something big today. Cash Valley Media Group All-Region Team finally announced. I didn't vote this year, so don't you help me. Uh, that's not true. You did vote. <laughs> uh, the votes are in. They have been tallied. Comments have been made. And we've got the details on CashValleyDaily.com. We will talk to the play-by-play announcers who called the games for the... Uh, a lot of these guys who got recognized, and it's wonder what team that shouldn't is. be much of a surprise that Ridgeline, with a perfect season, came home with a lot of recognition from this list. But this, I want to make one thing clear: this wasn't put together by one person just looking at stats. This was an accumulation of what was it, thirteen, fifteen different people who yeah, weighed 15, in with an I opinion. Think. Uh, play-by-play and color analysts for all of our our uh, Region 11 teams. We have a de- we have a designated broadcast crew for each team. Um, others who pay close attention who and who contribute, including Ajay and myself, uh, weighed in on this and, and put this together. So the all-region teams have been announced. 
Uh, there's a first team, a second team, and there's a uh, honorable mention list. You can go there and read about it right now on CashValleyDaily.com. And coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger, who called the play-by-play for Ridgeline on 104.5 The Ranch and uh, a perfect season for the Riverhawks, dominating performances offensively and defensively, which helped lead them to a, a perfect season and a state championship. And as you might imagine, several awards and recognitions uh, deserve to be headed their way. So we'll hear from them coming up in just a little bit. Uh, Ridgeline basketball is getting ready for a game tonight. There are a few other teams that are playing basketball tonight, actually. Um so Logan is going to be down at Bonneville tonight. That's going to be on our sister station, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. That's going to be a radio-only broadcast. Uh, Ridgeline is at Salem Hills tonight on 104.5 The Ranch. And also, we believe that we'll be streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. And Mountain Crest, with their first home game of the season, hosting Box Elder. Now, that game's at 7.30 because the girls are playing earlier they're they're tipping off at about six so it's a double header going on uh at uh, mountain crest tonight so the boys taking on uh, box elder tonight at 7 30 so a couple high school basketball games going on this evening and uh dave and nick on their way getting ready to call a basketball game but uh we'll, we'll pick their brains about football too uh, coming up and uh and give look go check out the list because we'd love to get your thoughts if you agree or disagree with who made the first team, who made the second team. I've already gotten some emails from some folks, and uh, you know what? That happens every year. That's fine. My kid was the best cheerleader on the team. <laughs> uh, 5662, honest question. Are you guys getting roasted for your Ridgeline Heavy Individual Awards? I have gotten two messages. Uh, I haven't gotten anything about Ridgeline Individual Awards. No. I did. I have not received... One of them asked me if I watched that. any other high school football than Ridgeline. I was like, well, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> um, I can give you some insights on some of those. One position was very, very close, but a couple others, they were runaways for the awards that they got. So, anyways, we'll talk more about that uh, and reveal the individual awards, the first team, second team, get some comments from the guys who followed them closely all season long, and uh, can defend, I guess, uh, why some of these guys got the recognition that they did and why. So that's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Jim Bridger here. Of course I've got skis and boots, the best leather boots and Aspen skis a pelt can buy. Don't ski on old equipment. Al Sporting Goods has new ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now and bring them back in May. Youth ski or snowboard rental, only $89. Adult ski or snowboard rentals, only $109. And right now, with every season ski rental, receive a free pass to Cherry Peak Resort. Don't wait. $89 and $109 ski season rental prices end soon. New ski equipment at Al's. Yeah, I heard you. I'm old, not stupid. I'm on my way. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. 
It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, Tanajay Salveson. I will hurt somebody's feelings! 5879. I'm floored that B.A. isn't already gone. I love the guy and hope he doesn't leave. I think based on his character, I don't think he'd just be a show-and-go guy. I I don't think he'd show up one year and then parlay that into something bigger right away. I just don't see him as that kind of a guy that's a ladder climber and say whatever needs to be done to move on to the next big opportunity. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Steven, stop dragging your feet. Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done, and either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Steven? Yes, I I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. Several families who need help this holiday season have been nominated by trusted individuals. Some of them need winter clothes, others would like toys or music, and others simply need basic necessities. The Cash Valley Media Group is sponsoring Cares for Christmas. Visit caresforchristmas.org to see what these families need, then drop off your donations to 810 West, 200 North in Logan. Thank you for helping these deserving families, and thanks for caring this Christmas. What makes essential workers essential? We keep where you work and live clean and safe. We harvest fresh produce for your families to eat. We help you heal when you're sick. Essential workers help our nation run. You're in every corner of our country and come from all over the globe. I'm Marty Walsh. The Wage and Hour Division at the Department of Labor helps ensure you receive the essential protections you deserve. Visit our website or call 866-4-US-WAGE. Brought to you by the United States Department of Labor. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, college football is winding down. we got bowl games just ahead of us. That starts next Saturday. Aggies are on that list to begin the uh, 2021-22 bowl season. Uh, we, uh, it, it, It's going to be uh, it's gonna be good stuff. We're looking forward to the Aggies uh, getting it on with Oregon State inside of SoFi Stadium for the inaugural LA Jimmy Kimmel Live Bowl. Uh, Eric, we uh, now get ready for uh, another. I don't know how many years have we been doing this. The uh, uh, Cash Valley Daily uh, Awards uh, for high school football. I think we've been doing this for this will be a third season. I was going to say I want to say it's third or fourth. Like we've we've, and, we've been calling games and we have a crew that knows what's going on with high school football better than anybody for like decades. And finally, just clicked a few years ago. Like, why are we, <laughs> we doing our own? Away. Hey, do the uh, all region? Do thing. the players get anything? Do they get like a plaque or anything? Uh, not for this. Oh, okay. They get attention and our love and adoration, <laughs> which, which is more than I got when I was in high school. <laughs> well, there's reasons for but, that, though. I mean, outside of my family. Of hey, uh, <laughs> speaking of great players, so we're gonna have one uh, actually joining us here on the Full Court Press uh, to talk about Ridgeline, and of course, headed by Ridgeline. Uh, former Mountain Crest Mustang defensive back, by the way. Really, really good back in the day. 
Not as good as some others, but he was really, really good. And now he plays pickup ball, and he yells at me every time I don't get a rebound. Nick Zollinger joins us here on the Full Court Press. No, 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 no. It's the Patriot Nick Zollinger. Yeah, what is that about? I wanted a moniker. So John Newbold's the Hurricane. I'm like, why don't I have one? So Dave made up the Patriot. Why, why in the world would you go with the Patriot? Like, I mean, I'm a Patriots guy, so I can understand it, but you? Well, hey, last, let me think here. In, like, April of 2020, maybe May, I got a nasty newspaper article written about me because I was hosting baseball games in Providence. Oh, so, I remember I this. Guess, you know. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, I don't want to mention the other guy's name on air. I guess I was just trying to exercise some of my freedoms. That's right. I remember reading that. Anyways. Oh, Fetch. Hey, Nick, thanks for joining us here on the Full Court Press. Greatly appreciate it. Ridgeline had an outstanding season. Uh, there's no what's, buts, or ifs about it. They were they were dominant from start to finish. Uh, your opinion, after you've seen it all, what impressed you more, Caden Cox or the Ridgeline defense? Uh, well, I mean, Caden Cox has 55 touchdowns and two interceptions. It's something you may never see in your lifetime again by a high school quarterback. So, I mean... It's just amazing to watch him play the game. But that Ridgeline defense was stingy. I mean, if you looked at the points that the starting defense gave up, they probably averaged a single touchdown a game, maybe even less than that, which would compete for the number one defense in the state at the the high school level, regardless of classification. So it's it's hard to say what's better, $100 or $100 bill. You know, it's like, they're both really good. So, <laughs> so look, uh, to announce, I guess we really haven't to detailed the awards, individual awards specifically yet, but Caden uh, Cox recognized as the overall MVP for Region 11, Noah White as the Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Travis Cox the unanimous selection as Coach of the Year, and Jackson Hollingsworth from Ridgeline as the Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I will say that Caden Cox and Noah White and, and Travis Cox, those were easy home runs. Vast majority of everybody who voted had them in the mix. Were they not unanimous? Uh, Travis Cox was unanimous. Um, there were a few other votes for some of these, for a few other people here. Some put Noah White as MVP. Some put Travis Cox as the MVP. You mean Caden? Caden. Excuse me, Caden yep. Cox. Um so okay. they were kind of okay, that trading votes with each other. I'm okay with that. By and large. But the Defensive Player of the Year, that one was a lot of different opinions on who the Defensive Player of the Year ought to be. But in the end, Jackson Hollingsworth did get a little bit more a- a- attention because he led this great defense for Ridgeline. Yeah, and I mean, all four guys very well deserving of those awards. And, you know, Jackson Hollingsworth, when you look at his stature, you watch him on, you know, look at his stature on paper, you would think, oh, well, you know, he's a small outside linebacker. Then you watch him on film, and it's like, holy cow, this kid just flies around, he makes plays, he, he plays and works hard every single play. He doesn't take a playoff. He has those intangibles that you just can't coach. 
And, I mean, that's what, to me, makes him as the most valuable defensive player. He just has the the things on the field that you need as a coach from being a leader to working, you know, never taking a playoff. He's just an incredible football player. So, you know, there's a handful of other players out there that I'm sure we're in the mix. The Watterson kid up at Skyview was really good. Um, so, you know, there's there's a bunch of good defensive players in the region, but Jackson definitely is probably the best. You know, when uh, talking to Dave Simmons, uh, gosh, this was a few weeks ago, uh, we were discussing this, uh, the, the ballots that had been coming in and, you know, who who's in the running for different positions. And one of the things he said about Jackson was that, like there, there are other guys in in the league in the region who will have more more tackles, but that don't let that deceive the other voters. Basically, was a message to me because that just means they're on the field more. <laughs> and the the thing about the Ridgeline defense is that they get a, their opposing offenses off the field, don't allow them to do much. And if there's a defensive play to be made, Jackson is almost always in the mix somehow, whether he gets credited for the tackle or not. Oh yeah, he was he was all over the field, and even I think about the state championship game. You know, Shea Anderson for Dixie was a really good player, and they ran a fake fly sweep to Shea Anderson, and he kind of just walked out of the fake. Jackson Hollingsworth comes up and just blows him up, ends up knocking him out of the game, and it's he's never going to go. They actually scored a touchdown on that play, but he plays so hard going through a play fake you better be awake and you better be you know playing hard on the other side or he'll he'll wipe you out and it wasn't a cheap shot it wasn't he just went up there and hit him hard thinking he had the ball and i mean it's just things like that he just plays hard every second of every play and you know he does good things for his team he's a leader too i mean he's he's a he's a great player so again and outside of of ridgeline who were some of the more dominant players in your mind that made this list that, that you say absolutely should be on the list outside of Ridgeline? Well, I think the the Radford kid up at uh, Green Canyon as an offensive lineman was a really good player. Uh, I can't think of his name, but number 55 at Logan was a really good offensive lineman as well. Uh, you know, the Mason kid obviously at Logan is a is another player that when they lost him, it really hurt him. Uh, throughout the year and he's a great player um and then obviously up at skyview you know the waterson kids a, a great football player uh kimball jackson's a really good kind of d lineman slash outside linebacker type player that's really good up there so you know there's a lot of good athletes and it'll be interesting to see kind of how they evolve next year and some of those underclassmen will come up and start to shine for next season hey i want to ask you was in your mind, just pull open the curtain just a little bit for us. In your mind as a broadcaster, was it over in regards to the state tournament? Did you just absolutely for sure know nobody was going to beat Ridgeline in those three games? Well, I mean, I I pretty, you know, the Logan game, we had handled them pretty well in the rain. And, you know, go, as a passing team, you would think if the weather improves, you're going to have an, an even easier time to, you know, throw the ball down the field as as opposed to hand it to Noah White 35 times or whatever they did that game. So you, you felt pretty good about the Logan game. Crimson Cliffs, I had heard so many good things about how physical they were. And, um, 
you know, how they were big up front, which sometimes can give us a bit of a hard t- a challenge. Um, and, and they were a great football team. So at Crimson Cliffs, you had kind of some hesitation um, in that game. I felt like once we beat Crimson Cliffs, you know, and Dixie kind of upsets, well, I don't know that upset, but beat Skyview and then, and then uh, Desert Hills got knocked off by Pineview. You know, there was kind of that upset in that other bracket um, where Desert Hills was the number one seed. So you kind of felt like you should be able to handle Dixie pretty easily, um, and they did. You know, they, they played well. I just kept worrying about, one, we hadn't really been challenged uh, since Skyview throughout the season. You know, like those starters would only play about three-quarters of the game most of the end of the regular season. And so they weren't getting a ton of reps, and they weren't, you know, being challenged. And I just felt like, man, if one of these teams can catch them on an off day and and uh, challenge them, they can they 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 could be exposed. But it just never happened. You know, Crimson Cliffs got probably the closest to giving them a good game um, all year long. So they just they never had a letdown. They never really had a bad game. They just kept working hard and doing their thing. And that, to me, goes back to Travis Cox. I mean, he has them so ready to go and so prepared that he just, they weren't going to play bad. They weren't going to allow themselves to play down to an opponent. They weren't going to have that that bad game. He just, he had them ready to go and they played great. I mean, 13-0, and he, it's hard to, it's hard to be perfect, and they were this year. I was going to ask you about uh, Coach Cox. Just uh, Dave Simmons uh, reached out to him for a comment uh, about the coach, and he described him as an intense competitor. <laughs> uh, this is a guy who was a successful quarterback at Mountain Crest, went to Utah State. Definitely, uh, he was a coach's son himself, uh, bright football mind, and steps in as a young high school football coach relatively inexperienced in this in this realm of being a high school football coach. But he had success last year and just parlayed that into a, a, a perfect season this year. What were your observations kind of watching him handle what it takes to be a head coach uh, at, in the 4A football? Yeah, I mean, I've known Travis my, basically my whole life, and I just I couldn't echo what you've, you said about him. What a great player and uh, person he has grown up in the, in the life of a football kid um yeah i mean my observations back-to-back coach of the year as far as an all-valley team goes um and he deserves both of them you know up to this point he'd only just coached little league and so you kind of wonder how that can transition to the high school where you're running a program and you're you're kind of you know doing those weights in the summer or, or even early spring and you're trying to manage that whole it's just a, a lot bigger um you know, organization to manage as opposed to just a little league football team. And you couldn't have asked for a better job that he's done over the last couple of years. And one thing that you can't overlook is the fact that he has surrounded himself with extremely talented assistant coaches um, from his offensive coordinator, Jeremy Livingston, to his old line coach, Jaron Aone, um, you know, Waddell that does run, helps him run the defense, uh, the Jacobson you know, that moved in this year. I know that he's an extremely talented uh, defensive backs and defensive coach as well. So, you know, he just has um, 
you know, it's hard to name them all, but those assistant coaches that he has around him are extremely talented as well. And and Dave Caressa, too. You know, he brings a ton of experience that he can help Travis through those uh, times that he, he that are unfamiliar for him, you know, being in the state tournament um, and coaching in that finals game. I'm sure Dave was uh, someone that Travis relied on pretty heavily to get through some of those situations. So, um yeah, Travis does a great job. He's he's been he's been a huge huge hire for the for the football program there at Ridgeline. Hey, this is probably not appropriate to do at the time, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh you if I remember right, can we go down memory lane for just a moment? You uh you played with Travis, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Travis and I are the same age. We played football since we were probably you know, 10 years old. I actually started playing football with his older brother, Justin. Oh, my gosh. I was gosh. on Justin's team for um, – who and Justin coaches out at Mountain Crest. Um, but I, I played with Justin and Travis both. But just, or Travis was my age growing up in school, and so we played Little League and high school together. And we have kids that are about the same age, so I see a lot of them. And when Ridgeline named him as the football head football coach, I thought, well – if he'll stick around for several more years, Ridgeline's going to have a lot of success. I didn't, I didn't think it'd be this soon, but I mean, the last two seasons they've they've had a ton of success, and he's a huge reason why. I mean, you got to have athletes, you got to have kids make plays, um, and he's had that, and it'll be very interesting to see how he manages his way through the next few years, as that luxury may, you know. Not go away, but not be as profound as it has been the last two years because that uh, senior class that just graduated is as loaded with talent as you're ever going to see. So it'll be a test for him the next couple of years as a head coach to see how he can can manage his way through these next few years. It'll It'll be fun to watch. Well, Nick, appreciate the insights. Uh, it was a ton of fun listening to you and Dave call games uh, for Ridgeline. I, I know you two, uh, um, you have a lot of fun together. I'll just put it that Dude, way. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> if I ever get a call a game with a color analyst, I don't want anybody else except Nick Zollinger. If I ever call a high school game again, I'm only doing it if Nick Zollinger will be on my broadcast. Otherwise, I'm out. It's been very educational for me. I've learned a lot of new terms. Okay, calm down. Of course, I've listened to the games. You know, he's serving the great community of Cash Valley, and you're making fun of him. No, I've learned about Dutch ovens. It's this kind of crap, Eric, that you know people just want to walk. The Patriots and all kinds of stuff. Stop it, dude. Leave him alone. Go. Hey, I just try to keep it in. I try to, as Dave says, add some color and set the mood. Well, uh, Nick, appreciate it. Uh, You and Dave uh, do a great job and uh, appreciate uh, what you may bring to basketball, too. Just any quick thoughts about basketball? You have a chance to to watch this Ridgeline basketball team yet? Uh, You know, they they are, again, that senior class has gone on to play basketball together, and they've kept eight seniors, which is uncommon for a varsity basketball program. Uh, So they're trying to find that rotation of kids that are, going to come in and make an impact off the bench you know the, the starters um uh, three are returning from last year peyton knowles josh jackman and Caden cox and then you got strat simmons and jake smith are trying to fill the shoes of spencer adams and uh 
Chase Hall, who they were their graduating seniors. And those two at the point guard and shooting guard or small forward position, whatever you want to call it, they did an extremely good job of, of distributing the ball, scoring, um, pushing the tempo of the game. So, um, you know, Strat and Jake are trying to find their rhythm offensively. Um, they're, they're doing a pretty good job um, as of the last couple of games. They just won an uh, exciting game against Cedar on Saturday. Uh, so it's good to um, get a close win because they've had two tough close losses against Fremont and Timview. Uh, I think they're three and two on the season right now, and you know I expect good things out of that senior class again. You know you got Will Booth coming off the bench and uh, Noel White, and then Luke Sorensen, and you know you could see Zach Skinner and um, probably get some minutes out there and. Yeah, I think I mean they're they're very deep. They just kind of need to find their way offensively at times when uh, Caden Cox is is on the bench or, or teams are just hounding him defensively. So it, it should be a fun basketball season as well. All right, thanks, Nick. Well, we appreciate uh, your time today, uh, letting us know a little bit more about Ridgeline football, and certainly a lot of uh, recognition is deserved for the type of season they had and how it was done. And appreciate your insights for uh, what they're able to do this year. Yep, you bet, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Uh, once again, the Patriot Nick Zollinger. Uh, color, we got to be. We got to get something. Color new. analyst. Call for Mike Ridgeline Riverhawks. Call Mike Peyton Manning on 104.5. Dude, honestly, the ranch. His voice sounds just like Peyton Manning, like a younger version. If he had a slight southern accent, like a 16-year-old version of Peyton Manning, that's just more <laughs> chubbier. Okay. <laughs> Quick time out here in the full court press, and we'll be right back. There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's 753-7880. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services This is Daryl with Chem Dry of Northern Utah. Teresa, our team, and I would like to thank you, wonderful people of Cache Valley, for continuing to use us for the last 43 years. Also, for awarding Chem Dry of Northern Utah three different awards this past year Best of Northern Utah, Best of Cache Valley, and Reader's Choice. We wish you and your family the happiest and safest holiday season. Chem Dry of Northern Utah, Chem Dry of Northern Utah. The Riverwoods Conference Center is accepting reservations for holiday parties and events. Inviting you to experience an elegant holiday atmosphere, the Riverwoods Conference Center's beautiful new renovation is complete with new carpet, paint, furniture, and decor. And as always, with catering from Elements, your holiday event will be amazing with delicious entrees and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. 
Whether it's a company or family event, it will be festive, beautiful, and scrumptious at the Riverwoods, catered by Elements. For reservations, phone 750-5151, 750-5151. Tis the season, and if you're getting engaged, bring that special someone to S.E. Needham Jewelers. You'll love our extensive selection of beautiful engagement rings. Also, you'll select a diamond from Utah's largest selection of loose diamonds. You'll find a unique ring at an affordable price with diamonds direct from Antwerp, Belgium at internet pricing. It just doesn't get better. And you may also take advantage of our 12-month interest-free financing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Always the best prices on the best parts. Locally owned Preston Providence Napa Auto Parts. Not just parts. Not just tools. You actually get toys there, too. Did you know that? Like, you can get a, a toy tool set and workbench for $19.99. Why don't you get me one of those for my pick six gift? Perfect size. Uh, or a wooden model delivery truck for $5.99. An oh, RC I want that. crawler for $49.99. I want that. A Napa racing toy truck. Ooh, give me that one. For $39.99. So, uh, they got Bluetooth speakers. They got tools. They got... Uh, generators, all kinds of great stuff that you could use for your home or your garage or for your vehicle. Napa Auto Parts, five different locations from uh, Preston to Providence. Uh, so, yeah, the all-region teams are out for, uh, as voted on by members of the Cash Valley Media Group. You can see it on CashValleyDaily.com. The all-region first team, all-region 11 first team includes Caden Cox at quarterback, Noah White at running back, both from Ridgeline. Logan's Matt Mason at running back. At wide receiver, Strat Simmons from Ridgeline. Jackson Olson at Ridgeline. Gage Jensen from Logan and Davis Hall from Skyview. At tight end, Kyle Baker from Green Canyon. And at offensive line, Bryce Radford from Green Canyon. Easton Dahlke from Ridgeline. Damian Bamey at Ridgeline. And Jake Ailes at Ridgeline. On the defensive side, on the defensive line, Tanner Pasquette at Ridgeline, Bridger Hammond at Ridgeline, Will Wheatley at Green Canyon, and Kimball Jackson at Skyview. At linebacker, Jackson Hollingsworth at Ridgeline, Will Booth at Ridgeline, Michael Cabrera from Logan, and Skyview's Reed Wild. And in the secondary, Cole Watterson from Skyview, Dylan May from Ridgeline, Terrell Lee from Mountain Crest, and Davis Hall from Skyview. A kicker, was Caleb Nagley from Green Canyon and punt return slash kick return went to Jackson Olson at Ridgeline. Uh, not going to go through the second team or the honorable mentions. You can see all of them on cashvalleydaily.com. But there are a lot of Ridgeline kids there, and it's hard As not to have be. them there because yeah, tell me why they shouldn't be. They were amazing playmakers <laughs> who had an incredible season. Yeah. So go check it out and uh, surely let us let us know if you agree or disagree with some of the recognitions Don't call me that Shirley. were handed out. 
435-339-0321 on uh, the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, 2603, speaking of downtown traffic, Logan should not look into or should look into sinking the traffic lights to help with flow. Amen. And then uh, score prediction, USU 31, Oregon State 21. I like it. Sauce. Like that too. Uh, stat and player coming up next hour is uh, more about Utah State. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I think a lot of people expected the Patriots-Bills game to go a long way in telling us which team in the AFC East is the best and maybe the best chance to reach the Super Bowl. What went down on Monday night might not be a true indicator of what these teams can do. It was cold, wet, windy. New England won 14-10 despite throwing only three passes all night long. Ironically, Buffalo isn't built for bad weather. Bills can't run the ball, and quarterback Josh Allen's passes were affected by the weather all night long. Credit the Patriots head coach Bill Belichick for adjusting. He's shown through the years that he can change his style to match his personnel and the situation. When he had Tom Brady and Randy Moss, they were a passing team. With this team, he seems to be reverting to his conservative roots. The Patriots' run game was impressive last night. These two teams will play one another again in a couple of weeks. Maybe it will be different if the weather isn't the biggest story of the game. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Whether you're golfing or working out, my body doesn't recover like it once did. And that's why I'm so thankful for Level Select CBD. I trust Level Select because it's formulated by actual doctors using high concentrations of CBD. I apply Level 3 sports cream to wherever I'm sore and let their proprietary blend of CBD go to work. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, $30 off your entire order today. $30 off LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DP30, not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Masterclass gives you unlimited access to online classes from the world's best anytime, anywhere, at your pace. Cook with Gordon Ramsay, write a song with Alicia Keys, build a brand with Anna Wintour, or find greatness with Simone Biles. Watch and learn from your phone, tablet, living room devices, computer, even just listen with audio mode. Now you can give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash Patrick today. That's masterclass.com slash Patrick. Always the best prices on the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. A five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic 530 Motor Oil, $19.99. Heavy-duty Napa 1540 Engine Oil, $12.49 a gallon. A 100-piece screwdriver set, $19.99. Stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, only $8. A Maxi-Track Remote Control Crawler, $49.99. These deals and a whole lot more at any of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Sometimes, when we catch a moment of wonder, it touches our hearts, especially during this, the season of light. This holiday season, explore the wonder of life at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium's Festival of the Seas. Discover a world of magic with seasonal treats, spectacular scenes, and a seaside Santa at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Make your reservation today at thelivingplanet.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Fox Sports. And here. 
Here's what you need to know. The night in the NBA is getting underway this hour with one huge matchup on a showcase Tuesday as the Brooklyn Nets are in Dallas to face the Mavericks. Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., both probable for tonight's contest, though Willie Cauley-Stein is out. The Nets enter in the top spot in the Eastern Conference standings. Tip-off coming at 7.30 Eastern. At 8.30 Eastern, the Knicks are in San Antonio to face the Spurs. Then at 10 Eastern, the Lakers host Boston. Carmelo Anthony expected to play. After experiencing flu-like symptoms, Al Horford will play for the Celtics despite a sore back, but Jalen Brown out with a bad right hamstring. NBA issuing a memo to teams that all players must be vaccinated by January 15th or they will be unable to return from trips outside the U.S. borders, meaning games in Canada or any international travel for that matter. The memo stems from a Canadian edict that any international visitor must be vaccinated. I'm Ralph Irvin. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also, going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non sports sports wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in, joining us, and uh, chiming in as well. Love to hear your thoughts. 435-339-0321 if you want to text in. Nobody's chimed in today, though. Like, I mean, we okay, I think that we've had a That's few people. That's not true. We've had a few. 2603-5662-2197-5338. Yeah. Give me more. I want more. Their opinions matter. They do matter, but I want more. That's all. I'm just asking for a little bit more. 435-752-1069 if you want to call in. Hello, AJ Salveson. It's Eric Francis. <laughs> Are you coming in today? Am I going to see your face? Or are you not coming in? Are you scared? You should be scared. You should be very afraid. <laughs> I just, I mean, what the hell, Eric? If but- there's... If I didn't show like, up to work today, I could have blamed you I'm with I'm trying ease. to find different ways to motivate you to get in here and to get stuff done. So you use your creepy, like, Jason vase, I never, voice. I never know when you're around anymore. And I, stuff that needs to get done, and I don't know. Crap, my pa- not. I think you could play, like, the Halloween music behind that. <laughs> that would be fun. God, what an unreal. All right, uh, let's see you, here. Are you going to have trouble sleeping tonight? Yeah, probably. Can you play? Like, every time I see you now, I'm going to have that v- creepy voice in my ears. <laughs> 2603. So I heard the ref that called the foul on Bean at the end of the St. Mary's game is officially getting eye surgery. <laughs> wow. I don't. That's, 
uh, hope not. I don't know. He's going to need it. I haven't heard that. Because he sucks. So, uh, by the way, I've heard what the little uh, coach exchange at the end of the game was about. Yeah, I did. I was right there. Boy, that was a... Uh, coach Bennett decided to bring up the, the clock. Yeah. Think, <laughs> I can't understand Coach Odom's frustration. Do you like, want me to give why, you this? Why are you, we talking about this now? Do you want me to give you the centered version of that? Uh, Randy Bennett walks up. You know, you guys are having issues with the clock consistently. And I'm kind of wondering if it's your fault. Odom, I have nothing to do with the clock. Bennett, because we come here quite often and we have issues with the clock. Odom, again, I have nothing to do with the clock. Bennett, mouth something off. And then I can't, I'm not allowed to repeat any of it because all of it was just cuss words. And Odom says, would you like to try and play again? Bennett walks off. Yeah, that was the censored version for you. Thank you. Say, by the way, that, that game's not happening again for a while. <laughs> Why? Because he's... Uh, yeah. Not because of Odom. He's being a baby. But because of Bennett. Yep. What? Just hey, get him into the conference. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Can you imagine? Like, wait, can you imagine? St. Mary's ends up in her conference in two years. It's going to be like, oh, man. Are you serious? 5374 just sent us a link. And it's uh, it's TikTok. I, and, and it's a BYU. I don't even want to like look a, at this. I know. It's like a minute long, so we'll have to. We'll I, I don't even want to we'll know what this We'll have to check it is. during the break. I'm getting the sense that uh, somebody's spoofing different team reactions to uh, when they got their bowls. So we'll, we'll listen during the break. Oh, boy. And see if it's safe for broadcast or not. 2603, is there any more word on teams joining the Mountain West? No. No. Well, except for one loudmouth who probably said something he shouldn't have. He's easy. I think he got the clearance to say it. I think he got in trouble for what he said. Might have. For 3862. You're in a position. You should know better. Uh, I'm here now. I have no respect for Randy Bennett at all after the crap he pulled there at the end. And I don't know what kind of favors he was doing for the refs, but that white-haired ref, that would be Randy McCall, favored St. Mary's the whole game. Yeah. Randy McCall is like Dave Hall. Okay, but did he, though? Yes. Absolutely. Utah State shot 18 free throws. St. Mary's shot five. So are we really going to play that card? Yeah, what because ref Eric, which team? guess what? Two out of those five three throws were with less than one second in the game and was a foul called by Randy who was 30 feet away from the play. So yeah, I'm hopping on 3862's bandwagon there. Absolutely. Horrible call. 2603. Is Eric even a USU fan? <laughs> Well, kids, I've got some breaking news for you that you may or may not know. Eric did not graduate from Utah State. I did not. I remember when you told us all that on a show. I was like, what? I did go to Utah State. I should I should I ask you to say five there. mean things about BYU. 3862. Thank you, AJ. Eric is on drugs today. You know what? Yeah, Why Eric. Are drugs? No, because here you are. <laughs> Randy from McCall my call? makes a call from, from my 30 voicemail? feet away from the play with less than a second left. No, on a, on wait. A, hey, I'm not debating that that was a bad call. Oh, okay. Uh, it was absolutely a horrible call. I'm just 
are we going to play the card that one ref favored one school over another when there's a pretty significant free throw disparity? That's all I'm trying to point out. I just, man, Randy McCall and Dave Hall are not my favorite people to have refs. Like, have ref a big game. And if either of those guys are refing the BYU game tomorrow night, we're hosed. It's already over. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. Because it's hard enough to win in the Marriott Center, <laughs> especially when it's going to be sold out. Which, by the way, from what I've been told, it's sold out. That game is jam-packed. Um, it's going to be tough. 5-4-5-2. Randy McCall was a horrible person, an even worse ref. And I get tired of Debbie Downer, Eric. <laughs> Debbie Downer? You did say the Aggie football team would finish six and six, Eric. I did. And I, six and six. And I have come on. It tastes delicious to eat crow. No one likes crow, Eric. Nobody. <laughs> Nine four seven five. I haven't watched much of USU games, but it felt like in the St. Mary's game we weren't getting the ball to Bean as much as we should have. There were long. There would be long stretches without him touching the ball or being involved. As your best player, he should be more involved. You know, I, I felt like he got a lot of touches. What I was really impressed by from St. Mary's defense is that they were able to lock down Brock for the most part. Hmm. They would, I mean, Eric, I'm watching it. They would, if any, like they were trying to set screens for Brock to curl around and come off to catch and shoot. There's a guy jumping right off that screen. He's cheating the screen, leaving his man wide open, doesn't care. He's cheating that screen. And trusting that the guy behind him is going to pick up his open man off a roll. And it's and Brock just could not ever get him on flow. Give St. Mary's credit for that one. They, I thought that was smart. Yeah, they are one of the best defensive teams in America. Uh, they do not let you share the ball very much. No. Um, and so give them a little bit of credit for what they did. But, um, yeah, there were... There were bad no calls, and there was a bad call at the end of the game. Horrible no call. You can't, no question. Man, you can't make that call. And you know what? It's not just Aggie fans saying that. That play was on Twitter all over. All over Twitter, like nationally. And there was people like, who would call that? Why would you call that? How come that ref from there is calling that? Unreal. It was, that. yeah, got a lot of attention. Uh, so tomorrow, what, they're inside the Marriott Center to play uh, the uh, – BYU Cougars. Um, BYU has obviously won their national championship since they're seven and one on the season. <laughs> they dropped uh, twelve spots. Yeah, dude, Cole that Utah Valley lost for them. They did beat in Missouri State, but they only beat them by six. Eric in Missouri, seventy-four yeah, I, I sixty-eight. Think, I think their last two games have shown kind of a blueprint. They, look, they, you can compete against them. They don't have good outside shooting. It's kind of a grinded out type of team the way they play. So, it, while it it sucks that Utah State lost in the St. Mary's game, mm-hmm. but that might prove to be exactly what they needed to go through to be able to compete against BYU. Yes, you I should would still have gotten that win, but um, they're they're going to have something kind of similar against BYU. So they've got to find ways to get the outside shooting going because. That's something that BYU struggles with and may not be able to match. 3862 text in, Eric. Ryland had plenty of times to make shots and just couldn't. Uh, we should we should have still won the game. I hope Ryland finds his stroke soon. You see, Ryland inside the arc is really good. Ryland inside the arc, I mean, is a drive, is a mid-range jumper, push floater. I love his work inside the paint. Should have made that open three. Like We talk about the Justin Bean foul all the time. 
Rather was wide open, could not have been more wide open for three and missed yeah. it. USU had a really good look at the very end. But, it, again, it shouldn't come down to that. No, no, it shouldn't. Absolutely. Bean, Bean got hammered twice in the final possession. Well, once as he drove to the basket, and then on the, the next on the lob play, yeah. he got he got hit hard, he too. Yeah, hit. I was right there for that one. You yep. could hear him scream foul, and, and, and no call was made. Just... Bad way, look, but it's over. There's nothing. They they can't replay the game. They can't reward you a foul. It's over. It's done. You got to move on. You got two. Two out of your next three games are really tough. You got BYU tomorrow. You got New Orleans on Saturday. And then you're in Sanford, South Dakota. I mean, you're in South Dakota. Inside the uh, Sanford Pentagon to play Iowa, who just lost by like 13 to Illinois last night. Fall. They play Iowa before they play Weber State. Yeah, they do. They play Weber okay. State on the fifteenth. Oh no, you're right. Because oh, Iowa is yeah. on the. You're 18th. right. Weber State fifteenth. So yeah, three of their next four games are tough. BYU tomorrow, New Orleans Saturday, Weber State next Wednesday, Iowa next Saturday. That's a tough stretch, Eric. By the way, I'm just looking at this for tomorrow. BYU is favored by eight and a half. They sh- should be favored. I don't know by eight and a half, but they should be favored. Three eight six two Weber State is going to be tough too. Yeah, Weber State's going to be a problem. Players. Yeah, they're going to be a massive problem. Kobe McEwen is there, former Aggie. Yeah, how about that? Huh? A couple other guys. A little bit of a happy reunion there. Serious players, so that'll be a good matchup. Um, Weber State. Uh, Randy Ray still there? Is that right? Correct. Man, that's impressive. Yeah, they're and they're going to be ready to go. They've got a crowd. They've that place is going to be hopping next Wednesday night. I'm sad I'm going to miss that game. Gosh dang it. Miss both rivalry games. It's always a bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good for you, Ajay. <laughs> yep. Uh, 6865, how come no one is talking about DK Metcalf's dirty move on Tart? What am I missing here? What did uh, Russell Wilson finds DK Metcalf? See, a throw down the near sideline. I don't even know what we'll see. Not familiar with the play. Me neither. What? Oh, it's like a jab. Oh, hello. That's a heck of a play. On Tart, though. I, I'm kind of confused. Oh, he stepped on his foot, he says. Ah, I can't see it. Let's see here. Down yeah. the near sideline. Okay. Caught. Oh, yeah, he does. Ouch. Yep. After he gets up, after he catches a touchdown, he takes a... He stomps on his the back of his, his leg. leg. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know if he didn't see him or what, but oof, that's... Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Ouch. Those are those are cleats, too. <laughs> from a big man. Yeah, from... Yeah, and a very angry stomp, too. That uh, That's not going to feel good for you. Hey, uh, Eric, okay, so we just talked about it. Three games in, in, in the next four are going to be tough. In Europe, uh, just crystal ball projection... How do the Aggies finish in the next four? What's your record? Um, hmm. the, the, the problem is that the two were on the road and one's on a neutral site. And I think this team actually plays a little bit better away from home, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, the football team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Utah State goes 3-1. and one. Loses to BYU? 
that's the most likely loss in my mind. So they would beat Iowa. Yes. Whoo! Look, they should. They can beat Oklahoma. Iowa's not as good as they were a year ago. True. But um, I lo- look. This team has a lot of different weapons if they just got, get all connected. And that St. Mary's game, St. Mary's didn't allow Utah State to be connected. And so if they can get connected again, the way they move the ball, the way multiple guys can handle the ball and handle pressure, I think Utah State can go 3-1. and one. I like it. And I'm not saying that because 5-4-5-2 thinks I'm a Debbie Downer. <laughs> and I'm trying to overcorrect. Now, I really think that this Utah State team can do that because they do seem to play better away from the spectrum, which yeah. is odd because it's a great venue for the Aggies to play in. But they've proven they're, they come together and play better away from home. Okay, Eric. So I'll go with you. I'll go 3-1. and one. I, I just, dude, every time you go to the Marriott Center, something goes wrong. You just never get the calls, the breaks, the bounces at that place. I don't know how we won in 0-4-0-5. I still try to figure that out, how they won that game. But uh, it's it is a, it's a death trap for USU. It is, and it's like that every single year they go there. This is going to be a tough game. They've got a great guard lineup over there with uh, led by Alex Barcelo. Loner is you know Caleb Loner is 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 the middleman, but he can play very well on the outside. He can shoot well from the perimeter. BYU is going to be really really tough to beat. But I like him against New Orleans. I like him against Iowa, and I definitely like him against Weber State. I think Weber State may this may sound weird, but I think Weber State may pose a bigger challenge Challenging, than Iowa. Yeah. I actually would agree with this. Just it's an in state rivalry game. There's a former player. There's gonna be a good crowd on hand. There'll be too. a little extra sauce. Yeah, the atmosphere will be pretty well attended. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's no connections between that I know of right now between Utah State and Iowa. None. But there's definitely some with the BYU and Weber State games. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. The next three games. Hey, by the way, can I ask a little bit early? Uh, well, maybe I'm not. I was just going to ask because Iowa or Utah State basketball and football play in the same day, and I think football overlaps basketball because basketball starts at 7. How are you guys doing your pregame? So we will do a uh, an expanded bowl game pregame. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, the bowl game starts at 5.30, and... Uh, He'll do a pregame before that. Yep. Okay. Then I'm not entirely sure what Al's going to do for basketball. (laughs) That'll probably be about, well, pregame would normally start at 6. So if it's a 7 o'clock tip-off. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to Al about how he's going to make sense of. You know what? I I guarantee you there's nobody more thrilled about doing that than Al Lewis. No one's more excited about doing two pregames in one day than Al Lewis. <laughs> Guy's stoked about it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of prep. It'll be awesome. Uh, a lot of different people will be able to chime in and help out. So, well, you know we're going to have some some fun stuff to to prepare you for those games. Yeah. Two really big games for both teams. Oh, huge. Because in basketball, it's a quad what? It'd be maybe be a quad one. Because if it's at Sanford, South Dakota, again, you're, you're better at these quad one games. If it's at Sanford... I guess it doesn't matter as long as their net rankings in that top seventy-five should be a quad one win, right? If they well, were to be Iowa. Iowa. Okay, man. I guess apparently I spoke out of turn. Okay. Iowa is currently uh, seventeen in the net. Okay, quad. Uh, quad so that would four. be that would be a quad one. Is it quad one? Is yeah, that where yes, they rank it? Be a neutral site. 
Um, and it would need to be they need to be in the uh, top 50 um, to be considered a quad one uh, victory if Utah State were able to get it. And then where's BYU at? BYU is at 20. <laughs> so you have a chance to maybe, maybe get two quad one wins. Uh, Weber State is at 46. Okay, three quad one wins then. Fine. Yeah, because uh, they're in the top 75. So, yeah, these are all three of the next four are quad one opportunities. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Last year's team didn't have that many chances for quad one games as we've had so far this year. It's pretty cool. I'll take it out. Uh, let's see here. 9475 text in. What is a quad one? So there's four different quadrants of wins that regard in regards of help your what help help your RPIs isn't that what it well, is? Well, there used to be RPI, a ratings percentage index, right? That that was kind of what they went off of, but they've thrown that out, and now what they use is the NCAA net rank, and so there are four different quadrants that they consider a um, a quad. In that first quadrant, or quad one, if you win a, a game at home against an opponent that's in the top 30, that's considered the, the top quadrant, the top portion of the all the rankings. If you beat somebody in the top 50, that's a quad one win. Or if you're on the road, um, it's uh, the top 75. So home site, at home it's top 30, neutral, top 50, on the road, top 75. And then, so that kind of gives you an idea. And then it goes quad two, three, and four. Um, beyond that, I'm not going to go through all those numbers, but it's a way to try to group teams based on who you've played and who your opponents have played. And you get, there's, a, if you beat a quad one team, it's like a plus four points. It's a greater value to your overall net ranking. That makes sense. But if you lose to a quad one team, it's only minus one. It doesn't hurt you as bad. If you lose to a quad four team, that's minus four points. So it hurts you worse if you lose a bad game. It helps you more, obviously, if you beat a good team. So the UC Davis loss, that does hurt Utah State. But losing to a game like BYU or Iowa, uh, there is recognition for playing the game. Like the basically, this formula rewards you for trying to play tougher opponents. So it's not just about wins and losses; it's about who did you play and where did you play. So I like this net ranking system that the NCAA has put together. Two seven seven six. Why do you keep saying four quadrants? Okay, just cause by quads. All right. Another way for quads to group people in in a quad is a quadrant. But four quadrants is redundant. Yes, I get it. Well, get over it. (laughs) But bottom line here is there's a new system that the NCAA has been using to uh, rank teams. And really, all season long, especially early in the season, it's kind of hard to to really determine how accurate it is. Um, But it doesn't really mean anything too much for... Rankings. It's not like the college football playoff committee or anything like that, but it does weigh heavily on that selection committee 
when they're filling out the the field for the NCAA tournament. So that's why it's it's really important. That's what it, this is a metric that's used, updated every day, but it's used by that selection committee in March to not only determine who goes or who stays home, but are you a three seed or are you a five seed? Uh, who did you play? Where did you play? What was your schedule like? So that's really helps them get a little bit more detail in making those decisions. All right, then. Makes sense to me. Uh, 6211. So what was said between Coach Odom and Randy Bennett after the St. Mary's game? <laughs> You're literally like 10 minutes late. Uh, yeah, uh, just it's okay. I'll, I'll post the show to tomorrow tonight, and you can listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> Basically, it was about clock. It was about clock, yeah, and yeah, which is like it was stupid time to bring it up. Yeah, uh, four seven eight one. I think Audrey likes saying quads because he gets away looking okay. No, you, do you know what? <laughs> I that is not true. You didn't finish the the text because do you know who? Wait, I think Audrey likes saying quads. Because he gets away with looking at Eric's squad. No, I'm not that creepy. But do you know who is creepy? You want to know? I'll show you who's creepy. Awkward silence, Ajay. With technology is not necessarily. Or are you not coming in? Are you scared? You should be scared. You should be very afraid. You, you, I'm, what? how you creepy does that? that get? Why do you keep playing that? Because that is the voice of Jason. <laughs> I didn't know Jason had a voice. He's always quiet. Well, he does, and it's that. Happy holidays from Birch Creek Golf Course. For your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com. Birch Creek's online store offers punch passes that are on sale at the spring sale price, as well as driving range passes and discounted golf lessons from our PGA teaching staff. So for your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com and enjoy Birch Creek's virtual online store. And happy holidays from your friends at Birch Creek. This is Detective Micah Veers with the Logan Police Department and the Utah Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. The police department will be hosting a one-hour child sexual predator and internet safety presentation for the community on Tuesday, December 14th at 6 p.m. in the Logan City Council Chambers. This presentation is for adults and covers mature topics such as psychology of a sex offender, signs of child grooming and molestation, child pornography, and other internet sex crimes, as well as information about social media and general internet safety. So please join the Logan City Police Department on Tuesday, December 14th at 6 p.m. in the Logan City Council Chambers. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farm or business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. It's back. Jarek's Fine Jewelry in Logan is having our annual Pick a Pearl event. If you've attended this in the past, you know how much fun we have. And if you haven't come before, you don't want to miss this exciting event. For only $10, pick your oyster, open it that day, or save it for that stocking stuffer surprise. Mark your calendar, Friday and Saturday, December 10th and 11th. Pick a Pearl at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, 930 North Main. Just look for the bright green cars. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it jealous. Oh, McDarrell has a 
This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. Why do Santa and Mrs. Claus shop at Daryl's Appliance? It's easy. Daryl's has the best discounts on Whirlpool, Maytag, and KitchenAid laundry and kitchen appliances. Get the best price guaranteed. Don't forget our no-risk warranty and feel the Daryl's difference because service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Try not to be too creepy. Or talk about major muscle groups in the legs. That's your fault. That's your fault. 4781. AJ is good with technology as he is with avoiding eye contact with Eric's quads. <laughs> Have you again. seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? Quads aren't what they used to be. I'll quads are that. not even, they never were what they were supposed to be. I don't know about that. But. I've seen photos. <laughs> I've seen wow. photos. Okay. Um, do we uh, want to do our stat player now or later? Uh, I think now is as good a time as any. Let's get to it. Okay. All right. I mean, Eric's going to try and find it now. Great idea. Because he has no idea. <laughs> you can't even find it. Well, it's, it's, it's right oh, here there. It is. Oh, my gosh. Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! All right, Player of the Week, Ajay. I'll let you go first since uh, anytime I seem to say anything in these categories, I seemingly always steal your thunder. No, it's the stat that you always steal my thunder. The player of the game or week or whatever it is does not really steal my thunder anymore. Um, Eric, mine is not going to be a player of the game. It is going to be a coach of the game. What Dave Aranda did against Oklahoma State, limiting that high-power offense. He's a defensive guru. You and I both know that. And what he did to take a 2-7 and seven or 2-and-whatever football team last year, 2-and-7 I think, and then bring him to a Big 12 championship, and the two goal line stands they had were just pure clinic stuff. They had the they had the four goal line or four down goal line stand, uh, I believe, in the early in the second quarter, or late in the second quarter, and then they had the one at the end of the game, of course, to win it. Just, I mean, couldn't have been more impressed with Baylor's defense, but especially Coach Aranda. Happy for him, the former Utah State uh, defensive coordinator, and uh, happy uh, that they're uh, in, in a New Year's Six Bowl, and hopefully they'll uh, they'll do well there. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, former Aggie, another former Aggie defensive coordinator, Coach Patterson, uh, is going to be the next head coach at Abilene Christian. Oh yeah, I did see that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, my player of the week is also a little obscure, unlike. Uh, what we normally would do. Um, this is going out to the San Jose State football team, but not this year's football team. On this date, 80 years ago, it was Pearl Harbor, the Pearl Harbor of tragedy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this until today. San Jose State football, they were in Hawaii for a postseason football game when Pearl Harbor happened, the, the attack happened. A lot of those players 
left to what they were doing with football and went and helped in the recovery efforts, and some even stayed in Hawaii to serve full time. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that until just uh, that's today. That's pretty cool, actually. Really cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Okay, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. Eric, how about my New England Patriots? We threw three passes. Three. Three. One in the second quarter, two in the fourth. And that was on one drive. And we beat the Bills. My man, Coach BB. Now 19-3 and three in road games against Buffalo. Tied for the second most road wins against a single opponent by a head coach in NFL history behind George Hallis, who beat the Packers with 20, with 20 wins. He went 20 wins against the Packers. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> that is impressive. The top three, by the way, are Hallis versus the Packers at 20, Belichick versus the Bills at 19, Hallis versus the Lions at 19. Um, a lot of talk. Deservedly so on the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns on how hot they are right now and how good they're playing basketball. But how about the Memphis Grizzlies? They have not trailed in 20 straight quarters. In fact, over the last five games, they have outscored their opponents by 129 points. Granted, one of those was a huge blowout, historic blowout of the Oklahoma City Thunder. But also during that stretch, John Morant has not been available. He hasn't yeah. played a second. So what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing without their star, pretty impressive. Yeah, five straight without trailing. That's incredible. 20 straight quarters without trailing. Man, that's amazing. Holy cow. That's impressive. Wow, good stuff. Uh, I think this. I kind of feel like the start of the NBA basketball season was a little shaky. But oh yeah, I feel like it's picking up steam right now, uh, in in good time too because December, uh, well Christmas Day is really a premier day for the NBA, and I feel like the storylines are starting to materialize and players are starting to separate themselves and, and teams as well, starting to hit on on more cylinders to make it a lot more exciting. So uh, I, I love to see what the NBA how it's coming along right now. Four seven eight one thinks I should have picked a COVID. As my player of the game, no. Lakovit? No. <laughs> no. Uh, 9474, are you fellas worried about Oregon possibly coming after Coach Anderson? I, You know, I don't think they come after Coach Anderson. I, I, I think they're looking for, and, and I mean this with respect, Eric, I feel like they're looking for a bigger name. And I think that bigger name is Kalani Sitaki or Dave Aranda. Now I, this I, may not. Okay, can continue. I think if if Dave, I think if Dave Aranda goes to Baylor, then Aggie fans should start to worry. If he leaves Baylor, yeah, I think Baylor could be right in that right in that wheelhouse for uh, Anderson. I. This may be kind of a I don't know a weird opinion, but I think because we have a lot of those on this show apparently. I think maybe another reason why Oregon might not be looking at Blake Anderson 
is because he wears his religion on his sleeve, which yeah. I admire him for. But you take him to a liberal West Coast bastion like yeah. Oregon, not gonna it really may work. not be well received. But it would be really well received in Baylor. It's a Baptist yes. university. Obviously, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Brittany and Blake are both Baptists. I think that's how they met at a Baptist church, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, religious university, I believe Blake began his career there. I mean, I, might have played. I got to look it up. Um, and you're playing or coaching, his career started there. And uh, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that kind of intertwine with Blake and, and Baylor. That's that's the one place I'd be scared of. Uh, right. I, I think if there's some, some place in the South that opens up that – is like his dream job that he'd always wanted. That's probably what he would go for, but I don't. I just don't see him as a guy who's going to leave after this year. Yeah, I just don't see that in his character. Uh, Four seven eight one. Also, you heard it here first. Patriots will lose to the Denver Broncos in the divisional round in the twenty twenty one playoffs. Okay, I want you, Eric, to go to the three dots in the right corner of four seven eight one. Click on it. And I want you to find the word block. <laughs> I want you to click on it. And I want you to never read his messages ever again. How dare you? How dare you? Look, if you want to say we get beat by Kansas City, fine. If you want to say we get beat by the Raiders, okay. If you want to say we're going to get beat by the Titans, I'm fine by that. But don't ever, ever say that we're going to get beat by the Broncos. I am... I hate Denver. I hate Denver more than I hate Pittsburgh. Is Denver even in the running? I don't know. No. Oh. Are they? I maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not really worried about the AFC West it's because kind of a weird. Yeah. I'm worried about our team going out and focusing on the next game. We got a tough stretch coming up. Hopefully, Tom Brady, my guy, TB12, can help us out. Um and. Uh, and beat up the Bills a little bit, create a little bit of breathing room for us in the uh, in the one seed spot. Man, there are a lot of teams in the AFC all bunched together. Yep, yep. That's why I need Tom to beat the Bills. Come on, Tommy. By the way, I've been watching. Have you watched that Man in the Arena documentary yet? No. You should. Okay, I know you're a Tom Brady hater. You should watch that. It is really, really good. It's not sugar coated either. I mean, it tells about like just the downfalls of of their seasons. You know, I just watched the one today about Tom Brady in the 07 season, you know, and, and losing to the Patriots. And it has, like, Michael Strahan on Not Patriots, uh, the Giants in the Super Bowl. And it has Michael Strahan on it. It's really, really good. Uh, 4781, I'm going to continue to read the texts that come through. No, block. Eric, block. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, also... <laughs> The, the Broncos. I hate you, dude. The Broncos destroyed the Cowboys and the Chargers. We have potential. No. You hate Denver because they and Peyton Manning owned your TB. Okay, no, because we got screwed over by the refs. The NFL's like, we don't want Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. We want Peyton Manning. He's the face of the NFL, that big it's forehead always, of his. It's always a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. 5452. Denver will find a way to screw things up and not even make the playoffs. That, see, that's, and that could be Denver, too. Go back to the good old Tim Tebow years. Always a jolly old time for Patriot fans. Uh, Got to take another time out here in the full court press, but before we do, uh, new sponsor, want to let you know about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. You know, holidays are stressful, right? You got a lot that's going on. Holiday shopping, 
family parties, work parties, church parties. But don't forget about your car. Valvoline instant oil change across from Angie's will get you in and out quickly, and uh, they'll take care of you. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. Quick, clean, easy. That's how it should be when it comes to an oil change. Go ahead and stop in today. Quick timeout. We'll be back with uh, – let's take a look at the playoff picture in the NFL. With just a few weeks left to go, and it is a kind of a jumbled mess in both. Yeah, it is. Really. So that's coming up on the Full Court Press. Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by at their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Are you confused by TV commercials telling you all that you're missing from your Medicare coverage? These national ads are offered by people you will never hear from again and are only interested in selling you something. Let us answer your questions and show you in detail your Medicare options. We're your local agent, here to help throughout the year. Please call 752-9493. Why not take advantage of every benefit available? Come see us or call 752 752- 9493. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Need some ideas for holiday shopping this year? Pick up a free copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. You'll find nearly 200 categories of the businesses voted the best in Northern Utah. Everything from sporting goods to jewelry, boutique shops, and restaurants. Best of all, these are local businesses that pay local taxes and employ local residents, your family members and neighbors. So let's help each other out and shop local this holiday season. For magazine locations, go to bestofnorthernutah.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Only a few weeks left in the NFL regular season, and well, there's, and, and there's a lot that needs to be cleared up here. 4781 wants to take more pot shots at me for no reason. The refs are the reason Tom Brady has as many Super Bowls as, oh, you just calm down. But in all seriousness, he continues, I'm rooting for the Patriots to win games. Only if they win with lots of field goals so Nick Folk can win me my fantasy league. Hey, how many, in fact, 4781, how many points did Nick get you last night? Dude, he hit like a 40-yarder in the win. And what they did, like this is totally Bill Belichick of him. He spiked. They run on 3rd and 13, right? Or no, it's like 3rd and 9. Eric, it's 3rd and 9. And he runs a play... To the right side. They're, they're in the middle of the field, like middle of the hashes. He runs a play to the left side to get on the left hash. So that when Nick Folk kicks the field goal, I'm not even joking you. The ball blows way to the left, goes all the way to the right, and is in. So Bill Belichick. Like, <laughs> we're not going to put it in the middle of the field. We're going to put it on the left hash because that wind's going to blow 15 miles per hour that way. We're going to get a little push. And it's going to angle in. Uh, 4781. He only got me 7.5. I'll 
excuse me, I needed 31 from him to win this week's. Ooh, you uh, need 31 from Nick? Uh, 9315. I've missed this. Ajay, is there beaver at San Francisco Lake? Okay. You know, you guys can just freaking go eat a moldy corn dog. And then uh, followed up by saying the bowl game could give you a chance again to check out oh, San guys. Francisco Lake. No. You know what I'm going to go do in L.A.? Do you know what my first conquest to do in L.A. is? I'm going to go find O.J.'s house. Why wouldn't you go find the ocean and make sure it's the, the ocean? Because I already saw the ocean, Eric. You didn't verify. You just looked at it. it be a big lake. You want me to dive in the ocean and go swim with sharks. That's what you're wanting me to do. You want me to go lose three, two legs. Yes, you need the salt water in your mouth to verify. No, dude. I already had bad water. I had that like cauliflower juice, whatever it is you made me swallow. That was that was That's what the ocean tastes like. I'm not jumping in the ocean with sharks and whales. I ain't doing it. It's not worth my time. But I am going to go find OJ's house in L.A. I want to take a photo of it. Why? Of all the things you could do in Los Angeles. What do you want me to do? OJ's house? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I want to go to L.A. and find OJ's house. That is my goal, and I'm going to find that dang thing. I got I got five days there. Bring I, some gloves and leave in a memoriam. Okay, or what? okay. I mean, why okay. would you want to go there? Because I want to take a photo of it. It's one of the greatest football players and one of the greatest crime scenes ever in history. And I I want to go find it and I want to go take a photo of it. That's all. It's disturbing. That all oh. says it's me. You should be very scared. Four seven eight one should be the New England Beavers. Okay. Hey, uh, Eric, uh, The uh, as you were mentioning, the uh, playoff pitcher is getting a little spicy right now, especially the AFC. It's a logjam. So New England is currently on top. Isn't that amazing? At nine and four. Eat your heart out, Tom Brady. Tennessee at eight and four. Well, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Kansas City all tied at eight and four. Uh, and the fact that Tennessee is still where they are after Derrick Henry's injury <laughs> yeah. is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome, huh? Pretty phenomenal. Uh, Chargers, Bengals, and Bills are all seven and five. Steelers are six and five and one. Colts are seven and six. Raiders, Browns, and Broncos are all six and six. So even the Miami Dolphins still have an outside shot. It's look, and there's only what three weeks left. Yeah. So, there's a lot of movement that still needs to be oh, clarified. Oh, yeah. We're not even close. And, by the way, the Bills and the Patriots play each other not next week, but the next week in New England now. So, that and that game's going to end up having some playoff implication standings on it as well. Uh, in the NFC, Arizona's on top at 10-2, and two, followed by Green Bay and Tampa at 9-3. and three. Then you've got Dallas uh, and the Rams at 8-4. and four. Then there's a, a little bit more of a disparity. They've got Washington at six and six, along with San Francisco, Philadelphia at six and seven, Minnesota at five and seven, along with Carolina, Atlanta, and New Orleans all at five and seven. By the way, Rams are at Arizona for Monday Night Football coming up. Um, Cowboys are at Washington, and Raiders are at Chiefs. Those are probably the three biggest games you're going to see Ooh. here coming up. Hey, is there seven? There's 17 weeks in the football season now. Is that right? Yeah, 17. So you still have three solid weeks of play left, man. This is crazy. 
I mean, there's some big. I mean, 49ers are at Tennessee in two weeks. Browns and Packers. Uh, Bills and Patriots in two weeks. I'll be on a Sunday morning game. I mean, there's some huge games coming up here. Surely just after Christmas Day. That that's gonna be fun. Uh four seven eight one, thank you. There's five weeks left. F- FYI. That's right. That's crazy. That's right. Man, there's so much le- and you're right, Eric. There's so much football left in this season. And and so like you look at the standings and you're like, we're not even close to settling this yet. And oh, you may and you may not be until week happen. seventeen. Nine three one five. Will all you get a white Bronco to see No I'm just gonna go walk. <laughs> Rent a Bronco. No, to go no, find no, OJ's house. No, OJ's house. No, I'm gonna OJ with OJ. I'm gonna. No. <laughs> We're gonna hop on his Twitter account. Hey, what's up, Twitter world? Yours truly. <laughs> Five six six two Bucks versus Patriots Super Bowl. OJ, what lifelong fandom team will you be rooting for? That's a great question. Um, you know, I'm gonna be an emotional wreck that day. I, I, but I'm a Patriots guy. I really am. In my heart, it's blue, silver, and red. We're all Patriots. I thought you were Tampa lifelong. I, I, I am. But but New York... It's not, very, not, more like it, a housefly no. lifespan. No, no. But the New York Patriots... The New England Patriots are my team. Are you going to be one of those guys that wears a jersey that was like cut in half? Yes. And stitched together? Yes. And what's wrong with that, by the way? Why do people get criticized for that? They're torn, just like me. It's it's a it's a symbolism of their emotional wreck that they're in. You're just you're taking the easy way out. I'm just going to cheer for both teams. I'll be happy with whatever outcome. I can cheer for Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and cheer for Bill Belichick. It's the best of both worlds. No one gets hurt. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room, ready to get out there and play to win. But you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name. But who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvoline & Snow Change, we'll make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoline & Snow Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. 
Bridger here. Of course I've got skis and boots, the best leather boots and Aspen skis a pelt can buy. Don't ski on old equipment. Al Sporting Goods has new ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now and bring them back in May. Youth ski or snowboard rental only $89. Adult ski or snowboard rentals only $109. And right now with every season ski rental receive a free pass to Cherry Peak Resort. Don't wait. $89 and $109 ski season rental prices end soon. New ski equipment at Al's. Yeah, I heard you. I'm old, not stupid. I'm on my way. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. So earlier this week, we learned that Jay Norvell is leaving Nevada to go to Colorado State, going or staying within the Mountain West Conference, but more than doubling his paycheck in doing so. He doesn't have to change much with his recruiting style, his contacts, and uh, what he knows in preparation for who he's going to be able to face. Look, it's a good move for him. There's not as much pressure as going to a Power 5 opportunity, but uh, certainly gets a pay grade, uh, a pay upgrade, I should say, in making that move. Uh, Fresno State was the only other school in the conference with a vacancy, and Najee, it looks like that may be getting filled. Yeah, how about this? Jeff Tedford, who was there from 17 to 19, is now looking like it's going to be coming back, according to Adam Rittenberg of ESPN.com. Right now, contract details are not yet announced, and uh, but uh, it looks like Jeff Tedford going back to Fresno State. Let me ask you, Eric. Is this a Fresno State like, we don't know what to do, we don't know who to hire, and there's nobody who's interested in the job, we're just going to bring back an old guy? Or do they think that he can bring back some of that Fresno State magic again? Well, that's a great question. Is this a Gary Anderson situation? uh, Or is it uh, something different? Look, Tedford was at Cal, had a little bit of success, and then struggled at Cal. Mm -hmm. Um, Went to Fresno State, kind of rejuvenated his his coaching opportunities, but uh, wasn't there for very long. Where's he been since then, by the way? I can't remember where he's, he's been. Is, was know. he up at Washington for a minute? No, I don't think he was at Washington. The, uh, he was but California there, State. He went back to Ca- he was a California State head coach. Cal State who? That one, it just says California State. Um. Okay. When, well, but look, this this could be a hey. Let's let's kind of uh, rekindle what worked before, which has inherent risks. Um, there's been a few cases where that has worked, but um, I, I don't know. It's kind of surprising to me, to be honest. Oh, it says California State Fresno, so he's oh, Fresno. Okay. So he wasn't coaching at all then. No, he hasn't been a head coach. Dude, I didn't know. He was at Cal Berkeley, 
Then he went from uh, from 2002 to 2012, and then he um, was out. Then he went to uh, Fresno. He was there for a few seasons, um, but uh, I don't know what he's been doing the last two years. I had no idea. Tom Homo was a coach at University of Cal. Oh yeah, and went one and ten in two thousand one, and then canned him. Yeah, he wasn't good. Yeah. Tedford be- Tedford replaced him. Started to have instant success, uh, and then it started to wane a little bit. Wow, that's crazy, huh? Yeah, uh, look, it's it, it'll be an interesting Mountain West Conference next year. Um, I. <laughs> I don't know what Boise State's going to look like next year. They lose Jack Sears. He's, he's in the transfer portal. Uh, they lose Shakir. They lose a lot of talent in Boise that they're going to have to replace. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Colorado State, I think, is going to be a good football team. They just needed the right guy to actually who knew how to coach football, coach these kids. They got great facilities. They've got great, you know, surroundings. I, just, it's a great place. And it's, a, and it's a good pick for Jay Norvell. I, I'm excited for him. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun, interesting uh, season next year in the Mountain West for football. 